Today I'd like to share the picture of the fantasy subgenre that is dearest to me, which I refer to as primeval fantasy, and contrast it with what I call modernic fantasy subgenres. We who love fiction share a mixed appetite for varying levels of drama, conflict, intrigue, mystery, action, and so forth. Other genres, like sci-fi, create these different worlds, like Star Trek, Star Wars, or what have you. Unquestionably, the fantasy genre is incredibly popular, but what compels us into it? At its core, the allure for fantasy for me is to step into the mythical other world, a pre-modern mammoth world that is very different from our own. In this style, we want mystery, to not know what's deep inside that forest before we arrive. We want to stand on our own. We don't want patrolled roads. We want to not feel safe in the wild. We long for magic in the world, but not well-defined spells with specific effects that have been cataloged. We want the presence of the Fae. We long to encounter mystical powers. We want a world flowing with mists and mystery. We strive to brush up against the realm of the fairy, to get a glance of spirits in the moonlight, and to see just the shadow of the gods. For those who are in love with this version of fantasy, the ubiquitous problem threatens to creep in, that of modernity the worldview of the Enlightenment. Nothing changed humanity so inexorably as the Enlightenment. It pushes us to no longer see the world as a vast, mysterious place. We instead see every element as something to be dissected and eventually controlled. Where before, gods may have replaced gods over the eons, the Enlightenment shifted our thinking forever. We permanently replace gods and magic with science and belief systems, just as we largely replace individualism with organizations, committees, and bureaucracies. Enlightenment thinking taught us to build the machine, and the machine took over. Mechanistic thinking replaced nature. The gears replaced the leaves. Iron beams replaced the trees. This sentiment is clearly echoed in Tolkien's work. I, and many others I know, long to escape modernity in our fantasy settings. Seeking this primeval fantasy ideal isn't really about recreating versions of specific historical eras. While it certainly needs to be in a pre-industrialized world, that's not sufficient for obtaining the feeling we're seeking in this subgenre. For example, the feeling can be facilitated in a setting like the year 500 AD in Britain because of the chaos in that time and place. But that doesn't mean going back even further necessarily helps. For example, in 200 BC through 400 AD, ancient Rome would certainly not facilitate this primeval fantasy feeling at all. Why? Because they were an extremely organized and controlled civilization. 
They had elaborate laws and protocols and highly disciplined armies with maintained roads that allowed people to travel in relative peace and security. So even though it was in the ancient world, the fact of its widespread control actually steers the mindset towards modernity. Modernic fantasy gamers are fine with what they play and make far less of an effort, or none at all, to reach this feeling that I'm describing. Instead, those worlds feel a lot like they're populated by LARPers and SCA members, instead of real people and societies belonging to that desired other world. Sure, they're lacking guns and cars, but anachronisms don't stop with tools and toys. They may be walking around in 12th century clothes and cities, but they are, to various degrees, living far closer to a 21st century mindset, walking and talking like modern-minded people, or at least to a larger degree than those aspiring to the feeling of this primeval fantasy subgenre. Of course, the lines between these subgenres may be fuzzy and to some degree subjective, but not completely. Even though the same fantasy trappings are present, swords, armor, and castles, there's a significant difference in the output. Over the past few decades, many comedies have been produced featuring supernatural, especially undead, elements. But it's silly to call Shaun of the Dead a horror movie, in spite of the asinine movie sites listing it as such. Yes, there are zombies overtaking the town and people are dying and so forth, but the spirit of the movie is completely comedic. As Judge Potter Stewart famously said regarding pornography, I know it when I see it. A similar element is at work here. With regards to role-playing games, synergistic influences have pushed gamers into a modernic direction including computer role-playing games like World of Warcraft and the subsequent effects those games have had on the role-playing game industry. Many gamers are happy with that subgenre and good for them. But I find that there are many role-players who have a strong appetite for this primeval version of fantasy, but are so inundated by the modernic versions, now prominent especially in D&D, that they don't know how to make the shift away from modernity. But it is possible, and it starts, like so many changes we want to make, by simply becoming aware of the elements at work that contribute to pushing our fantasy subgenre towards one direction or another. Many gamers have never actually considered these elements, and so may be playing in a subgenre they would not intentionally choose. So after contemplating it, if you wish to move towards this primeval subgenre I'm describing, here are some global advice which I have seen pay off in my years of writing and worldcrafting. A fantasy world aiming for this subgenre should feel vast and almost completely unexplored. It needs to feel unknown and untamed. No region of the world should be cleanly mapped out hex by hex for the players to see. 
Players knowing the world in detail shrinks it, diminishing the mystery. The persistent feeling of wonder and fear of what's out there should press in on the inhabitants of the world, encouraging them to stay clumped together for safety. Humans only populate a tiny fraction of the world. Someone could pick a direction and walk for months or even years without encountering another society. The world should be eons old, and the ruins of forgotten peoples may be found in the land or buried beneath it. Look at how the high and late Middle Ages pushed people into the modern mindset. Instead, make most groups of people completely compartmentalized, frequently separated by even thousands of miles and wholly unaware of each other. Towns and cities can be uncommon and large kingdoms even more rare. Even then, the concept of national identity should rarely exist. Kingdoms should lack the sophistication and broad control we're accustomed to projecting on them. Most civilizations should have no money, no coin. Instead, they largely rely on trading goods with each other. And trading between one kingdom and another is rare, for the world is too unknown, dangerous, and changing. Most civilizations won't look for efficiency and improvement in their infrastructures. For example, most kingdoms don't have to have the innovations that we take for granted, like a Pony Express, carrier pigeons, or fire signals. The primeval fantasy subgenre works at emulating somewhere within the ancient up to perhaps very early Dark Age mindsets of the people. We have to push our minds far back into the past to try and think as the people would have thought 10,000 years ago. But people are not stupid merely because they're primitive. They simply possess a very different mindset from post-enlightenment people. Modernic and esoteric terms don't exist in this world, like science, psychology, worldview, sociology, archaeology, ethics, and superstition. Almost everyone is uneducated by our standards, except in what they do for a living, which is almost all food, clothing, and shelter-oriented. Virtually no one is literate, and some societies have no concept of writing whatsoever. No one is regimented in their thinking. Nothing like our concept of investigations exists. There are no files or reports made regarding crimes or anything else. Things like autopsies would be absurd and disgusting to these people. The push away from modernic fantasy is in nowhere as important as with the supernatural. Ghosts, spirits, witches, curses, and gods should be unquestionably real and dangerous to these people. The characters should never deconstruct religion or gods as we do. They may be terrified or even hate these supernatural elements and creatures, but they never sit back in their philosopher's chair and explain a culture's mythological inheritance. 
Skepticism and atheism should be wholly alien in these worlds. The characters should feel awe and reverence with creatures of fairy. In modernic fantasy, magic is, even if unconsciously, equated with science. It can be categorized and controlled. But in pre-modern fantasy, magic isn't about the effects that it brings. A spell that gives light is not just a flashlight. A spell that wounds someone is not the counterpart to a gun. And scrying is not radar detection. Science and modern technology give us measurements and equations, but magic is the tapping into the ineffable, the realm of the fairy. The Arthur C. Clarke quote, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic, is true of the sci-fi genre, but false in the fantasy genre, at least in the pre-modern fantasy genre. Here, magic is bound up with mystery and perhaps in the realm of some of the divine beings of the world. It is dangerous and frightening because it is reaching into a realm where mortals should not go and where they cannot exert control. Physical overt evidence of magic, like a spell, is virtually unheard of here. People who actually wield such power would be viewed as very strange, perhaps possessed, or even an ancient spirit in disguise. Whatever the specific interpretation, no one is nonchalant in their company, feeling either awe, fear, or some mixture of the two. No such thing as mage schools should exist. And if you have temples, no ostensible magic or miracles should occur there. If someone is trained in magic, it happens in secrecy and in private. No city ever has magic items for sale. They're extraordinarily rare and mysterious, and they're nothing like simple high-quality equipment. People would fear to touch and perhaps even gaze overlong on a magical object. Everyone in this world knows that spirits and gods, good or evil, roam the land, usually in forests or hills. But no one dares to seek them out, and no one can classify or truly understand them. True evil is a real thing. It is a force pushing its way into the world, dominating and corrupting. The presence of a true evil creature, or creation, brings horror to people in this world. For example, people would not think of going to attack an undead creature. They would simply avoid or outright flee. Each facet I've mentioned here, I believe, facilitates our journey towards this intentionally pre-modern, deeply supernaturalist subgenre, strengthening the feeling we want in a primeval fantasy world. Mystery, wonder, individualism, fear, and enigmatic magic. <laughs>